Hello, Blazers. Welcome to episode 84 of UAB Green and Told, original debut Monday, November 7th, 2022. UAB Green and Told allows us to share stories from members of the UAB community. Looking to listen into a previous episode? Visit alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold or find us on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. While there, we'd love for you to leave a written review so more Blazers can find us. I'm Greg Berry, a UAB alum and director of communications in the Office of Alumni Affairs. For as long as she can remember, today's guest has been in love with sports. There's just something about competition and being around athletes that drew Kiara Horton down the path she's on. But that doesn't mean she always knew what she was going to study when she arrived at UAB. One thing about me is that I love sports. I love the adrenaline. I love the crazy crowds. I love all the smack talking. So I've always migrated towards sports. As we'll discover, that love led her to looking at ways to help others, and she found herself on the basketball court, a move she pushed herself to do. You know, I just did it. I just pushed myself, built the courage, and just put myself out there. And as someone who works with high school athletes who have hopes of hooping it up at the next level, Kiera has some sound advice. The smallest thing can miss, can lose a scholarship for you. Even, and that's before, way before, or during your scholarship. As a kid, Kiara Horton hit the field playing softball with her teammates and friends. But today, it's not the diamond where she's looking to make a name for herself. No, Kiara has turned her sights to the court to help hardwood hoop stars further their athletic careers at the next level. But to understand the tenacity she has to succeed, you need to acknowledge that there's a little spiciness she possesses. You know, I would probably say um, watching my mother, she's done a lot. She showed me strength, perseverance, ambition, drive, and does it all with a smile, even though, you know, we, me and her have had some dark passes. So she's shown me that, but she also, you know, kicks ass at the same time. When it became time to start looking for college, you'll admit that you started somewhere else. You started at University of Montevallo. What intrigued you? Why there? I knew that I did want to go to state, I mean, out of state, because my mom, it was pretty much me, my mom, my stepdad in Bessemer. Like, we didn't have that much family around. So I didn't want to go too far. But Montevallo is only 45 minutes. So that was like far enough where she won't visit me but close enough where I can visit her whenever I want. As a youngster, you know, that's battling, finding out ways to pay for college. What goes through your mind? Because it is a difficult task for the younger people going to school. You know, I, when I first got in, so um, my first time at Montevallo, you know, it wasn't a thought. I was just happy to be getting out the house. It's college, you know, freshman year is amazing. And then, you know, after a while, you start really paying attention to how those loans add up. And so I transitioned to where I was taking, I was a full-time student and went to being part-time where sometimes I would only take one school, I mean, one class a semester because, you know, that's all I could manage financially. So it did kind of mess me up. But like I said, I have such a positive energy and look on life that I didn't let it hold me back. Even though it was going to have me in school for a while, that didn't stop me. I knew I wanted to get my education. So, hey, I found another way to push me forward. And that was transferring to UAB, working my way and earning my way into the hospital and making it happen. 
looked at a degree in kinesiology and exercise science. Why? Why that route? So I'm not the only student who knew they wanted a higher education but had no idea what they wanted to do. One thing about me is that I love sports. I love the adrenaline. I love the crazy crowds. I love all the smack talking. So I've always migrated towards sports. And that kind of migrated me towards kinesiology, that exercise science. I did at some point think, okay, I want to be a physical therapist. You know, they make good money, it's involved with sports. And then I started um, working at UAB Rehab where, you know, I got to see very often what the physical therapists did. And, you know, they do amazing work, but I realized maybe this isn't what exactly I'm looking for. And so I ended up, um, I ended up still pursuing it because I did have a, a love for science, but I used it, my internships to be pretty much all sports related and started migrating more towards that sports management role. So that way I could gain a lot of management skills, but still, you know, kind of be within my degree. In the realm of sports management, you have that interest, you like the sports, you have the dabble in kinesiology. Sports management, what, what do you want to do with that? Where do you want to go? So I was trying to figure that out since I wasn't pursuing physical therapy and it turned me to my nonprofit jump shot. I always knew I wanted to have my own type of business and I also knew I wanted to pour into the community. So that is how jump shot started. I've done like plenty of sports jobs, you know, Auburn football, Alabama football, you know, a lot of different jobs. But I migrated towards basketball, which at first I hated growing up, surprisingly, but now I'm in love with it. And so I created Jump Shot, and that's kind of more so where that sports management is coming in. I, Jump Shot is a nonprofit. We provide free media services to high school basketball players who just don't have the resources to get recruiters to them. And so I've been doing that for over three and a half years and grown passionate about it and now have dedicated my life to evolving it and making it bigger and reaching bigger. And so that kind of connects my sports management in it. Is there a tie to when you were a high school athlete and maybe you had aspirations of playing college basketball that kind of lies in jump shot TV? You know what? No. And I'm like the girliest tomboy you ever meet. So I played softball for two years and my girliness had to let it go. And I ended up doing dance and all of that stuff. But like I said, I just love the sports atmosphere. And I feel like basketball is just the hypest, most entertaining one. And that's what made me want to stick with basketball. Not, um, yeah, me being an athlete kind of contributed to it, but it was more so just the environment. What's it like working with these young athletes that are looking to make the next next step, whether it's D3, D2, or even D1, and putting together reels for them, tapes, highlights that they can share with prospective coaches? It's amazing. You know, when you first start off, they are so shy, especially with me being a woman, you know, they're, they're so shy, they don't want to talk, but you know, I'm real charming, so I'm good at making people laugh and eventually they get comfortable. After that, they're pretty much showing out 
And then, I don't know, sometimes when you're on the court in front of everybody and there's cameras specifically on you, I think that like highlights them and drive them up more. You know, they might be a little extra in front of the camera. So it's an amazing feeling. They're like so thankful and so excited when they get the reels back. They love the interviews, the sideline interviews. You know, it's not not just um, a highlight for them, but you know, it's a way to get reached by recruiters for people to see that, you know, they can properly and professionally, professionally perform an interview. So they're very appreciative. It's an amazing thing. How do you work these with these individuals? Because interviews, not necessarily an easy thing and getting somebody comfortable that they can showcase themselves in the right light can be difficult. It can. Um, you know, most of the time the sideline interviews are done with seniors. So by that time, their coaches have pretty much critiqued them to be able to handle those situations or, you know, um, kind of like those signing days. It's kind of like the same type of prep. So regardless, when I reach out to coaches, I give them a full lineup of how it's going to work, when we're going to get you, how many questions we're going to ask, what are the type of questions we might ask. Some of the questions may be repetitive, so I might use them for several interviews, but some of them, you know, I kind of go off the, the hype of the game, how the game is going. So I kind of give them a prep so that they're already at a good foundation before they even start the interview. So it's kind of seamless when they are in it because they know all of the mechanics behind it. First client that you had, do you remember who that was and, and how long did it take you to get kind of comfortable in going through the process and working with them? Ooh, um, honestly, I just did it. I just, I wanted it. I wanted that barrier because I don't see that many high school players getting interviewed so I wanted to do it I put it up professionally the logistics I presented it to the coaches and they appreciated my professionalism and my organization and they just went out on a limb and did it for me because you know they also are wanting that for their kids they're wanting to push their kids to the biggest standard get recruiters to them so it, it wasn't that bad or anything. I just, you know, I just did it. I just pushed myself, built the courage and just put myself out there. You're entering the fourth year or about to enter the fourth year of Jump Shot TV. What's the journey been like so far and where do you see this growing in the future? So um, I was one of those, you know, just beginning entrepreneurs. So. I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of figured out where I wanted to go with it, but you know, there was a lot of trial and error. So now um, I've built up a bit of relationships with some of the high school player, I mean, high school coaches and the teams and some of the high schools, some of the rec centers. But now it's more so about building the brand. You know, we've done these one-on-ones with the coaches and the teams, but you know, you can look us up and barely really know about us. Um, or you have to know us personally to know about us. So right now we're at the point where we're trying to build up that social media and build up that brand awareness so that we can draw more, more people in, more supporters who can donate so we can build broader ranges for our kids. And so right now we're implementing a proper program that 
kids can join and we can go through that whole process of properly knowing how to reach out to recruiters, how you need to prepare, what type of academic grades and cl um, classes you have to take in order to even be considered for scholarships. Um, the type of rules, there are certain websites that you have to be signed up for NCAA to even be considered for a scholarship. So now we're trying to construct a program where these kids can join either, it doesn't matter, it can start from the um, freshman year to senior year. There's different levels of each year that people don't realize. And so this program will allow you to join, you know, every, for the entire four years and be properly prepared to reach out to recruiters, know when to reach out, how to reach out, when is the appropriate time for them to reach out to you, and just, you know, kind of be professional and organized from the beginning. How long did it take you to kind of grasp the management side and yourself understand, okay, there are these certain things that have to happen in a certain timeline as a kid is being recruited? Obviously, it's not something that you took with your kinesiology degree. Where did you gather that? So, like I said, a lot of trial and errors. This program that I'm speaking of, it honestly just got constructed this year. Um, you know, I really wanted to organize it more. It was more so like freelance at first. You know, whoever wanted it, we were offered it. But I wanted to organize it more. So I started really digging deep into it and wanted to figure out what exact programs we wanted to provide, what exact services we want to provide and actually have structure to it. So I really just did the research and confirmed this this year, honestly, and are ready to implement it for the next basketball, for this upcoming basketball season. You mentioned a little bit about social media and talking to the kids about that. It can be a trap for them because sometimes they get caught up, they might post something. So how do you work with the kids to kind of reel it in and be smart about what they post because a lot of them don't realize it's kind of there to stay a lot of the time. Absolutely. You know, that is a part of the program that we're coming in. Um, we're going to speak to them about that professional presence. Just like you have a professional appearance during these sideline interviews, you have to have it outside and off the camera as well because the smallest thing can, miss, can lose a scholarship for you. Even, and that's before, way before or during your scholarship. So during our pro through excuse me during our program we will be showing them how to withhold themselves at a professional standard at all times and be cautious of the things that they're posting because it's getting ridiculous out here people are getting stuff snatched from them left and right for the craziest things are the kids generally receptive to everything you talk to them about you know i would when i was a kid some stuff goes in and out sometimes those, some stick, some definitely want it so bad that it sticks, but there are some that, you know, they have to learn from their own mistakes. And that's with pretty much everyone in every scenario. You know, you can only show them, you can't do it for them. We can try to drill it in as much as we can, but it really is up to them, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, but it really is up to them. Is this ultimately an endeavor that you want to do full time and kind of create a nationwide agency? Because right now it's it's regional. It's in the southeast. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I you know started with Birmingham. I definitely want to reach out to all start. Well, the next step being the south, and then go nationwide. 
you know, that's only time can tell. But that's why I'm saying where we want to really, really build that brand awareness because no one knows about us. And if they don't know about you, they can't support you. They can't drive in any type of revenue or grants or anything. So right now we're focusing on that brand awareness so that we can reach outside our region. How did UAB and your studies here kind of set the foundation for Jumpshot TV and what you're doing to give back to these students, these high school athletes? So, you know, um, I might not be as skilled at basketball, but, you know, I've taken some classes that make you knowledgeable of your body, working it out. So I am able to contribute that way. But um, whatever I am not able to contribute, I'll hire someone to contribute it. If I know it's something that you need, I'll make sure that I get the right appropriate person who can execute and who can speak the way you need to be spoken to to understand. And so most of, most of anything, my degree just taught me perseverance, really, and, and patience. So I can definitely implement that to my kids. How many kids are you working with right now? Um, so we start off with maybe like five, maybe even 10. Um, with this program, we are going to be pitching it to all of the high school players, I mean, high school teams in the Metro Birmingham area. So we're prepared to have more, but you usually have been at a smaller group just so we can really focus on them. We might cap it off. We're just gonna see, this year is the trial and error. And we're gonna see if it's a certain amount we need to cap off or if we can work with a lot of kids at the same time. You know, we're gonna see how much it brings in. You're a giver by nature. Um, you like giving back, you like volunteering. Why? I don't know. I was just born that way, Greg. Um, my mom, she is somebody who, you know, she's still a perfect epitome of take my back, my shirt off to give to you. I've always been a person who kind of puts people before myself. You know, I can tell if you're feeling down and I'm just that type of person. Like I said, I live a positive life. So I'm not just going to sit around and you're down in the dumps. I'm not just going to sit around and eat a full course meal while you're over there starving. It's just not in my nature. It's just the way that I was born and I'm proud to be. Here you are a 2019 UAB graduate. It's sometimes tough to look down the road, but where do you see yourself 10, 15, 20 years down the road? I see myself successful. I know that much. Um, I definitely see myself still contributing to Jumpshot in a much broader way. Um, I have future plans in place and our, my goals, so I'm not going to share that because, you know, you don't want to jinx it. But I definitely have very, very big plans for Jumpshot. And like I said, I have dedicated my life to it, so that will play a big part. And, you know, general investments, real estate, stocks, those type of things, that financial literacy will definitely hold me in the future. I absolutely love and adore my job working at UAB School of Medicine Dean's office. I will forever and always be a blazer. So it is a place where I would like to build a career. 20, down, 20 years down, I'm not sure. I am still a millennial, but definitely five, you know, 10 if I get it in that C-suite, in that executive level. But um, my future is a bit of freedom, 
Jump Shot will be on autopilot and I will be its leader. And I definitely plan on being a leader within the Birmingham metro, metro area. You didn't play basketball at all. No, and you know, I'm 5'7". People like to think that that's tall. And so everybody always asks me that. You no, know, you know, that girly side, I just couldn't get with it. I'm like the worst dribbler in the world, but I'm definitely that cheerleader on the <laughs> sideline. I can, I am firm. I can cheer you very well. Do you see ever a time with Jump Shot where maybe you expand and you do softball to kind of touch more on your backgrounds or other sports that you might be able to encompass to help more students? You know, um, that has been a thought, but because it's so early in, I'm just tunnel vision on one sport so that I can properly grow it before I move on to a different sport. That's Kiera Horton. Kiera is a 2019 graduate of the School of Education where she earned her BS in kinesiology. Not only is she currently working in the Hearsink School of Medicine at UAB, she's founder of Jump Shot TV, a nonprofit that helps local basketball players attract the attention of recruiters. As a relatively recent UAB alum, Kiera definitely has a good idea of what it means to be a blazer. I feel like being a blazer is being top grade. I feel like it challenges you and it grows you and it sharpens you. The sharpness that I grew when I came to UAB, it really skyrocketed me and my mindset. And the same for working here now in the Dean's office. Every person in here is extraordinary. And even though they're extraordinary, they are extremely humble. Blazers are still kind and thoughtful and compassionate. It it makes you one of those people where, you know, it's such a cruel world right now that there's like a few nice, genuinely nice people. And I feel like blazers are definitely those people. They, they sharpen you and they just, they're really good at what they do. They're really good at creating extraordinary people. Be sure to listen into previous episodes of UAB Green and Told. Check out our website at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. Have a story to share or know someone we need to get in touch with? Email greenandtold at uab.edu. Finally, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search UAB Alumni. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go Blazers!